Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Gotta put that senior in there because I got junior. Hey, my man, 50 grand, LJ, the co-pilot, the co-host, who I do this show with and who I do life with, man. That's my guy. Listen, we're so excited to be back after a little break in August. I told you I'd be back this first Monday in September. So many of you are out enjoying Labor Day, and uh, that is definitely a worthy celebration. Listen, let me pay some bills really quickly. Um, And instead of introducing it myself, I'm going to play some audio and you check that out. How about that? The Help Myself Podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class Veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-E underscore images. Also, the book Powered by Purpose, written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Get your copy today at thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. See how I tried to rush that in? At the Help Myself Podcast. But no, um, check out Q Images. He's also got Q Images Sports. Listen, um, he has been around the world and not yeah, yeah. Yo, so listen, (laughs) you definitely want to make sure that uh, if you want the highest top quality photography, man, get at QImages.com. I stand by it. It is certified, verified. Listen, y'all going to see me pop up with some shots. And, uh, you know, and shout out to my photographers that are holding me down now. But you know what I'm saying? Um, Q Images, he's that guy. Definitely, definitely that guy. So definitely check him out. Um, I also want to encourage you to go to the website, www.thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. Go take a look around. Go check out what's going on. If you are looking to have a top-notch speaker that can connect with your people um, with strategy, with experiential knowledge, able to connect not just on the strat level and on the information level, but is able to connect on a personal and emotional level. I'm your guy. So if you would really like to have me come speak or present at one of your events, Go ahead and get in contact with me. There's a contact button there on the website, or you can email me directly at info at thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. I'd love to come and to share, inspire, encourage, and motivate your people to think about things in a different way and to move differently in life, uh, definitely. And I'm thankful to all of the organizations that have 
hired me and brought me out this year. It has been a busy year. I am beyond pleased with uh, the opportunities that I've had. And I look forward to those opportunities growing exponentially. And so um, it's just good to be back on the mic. There is you, you hear LJ back there. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Allergies been bothering us, man. The um the weather is starting to change a little bit. Uh can't really tell right now because it's still hot, but um for a lot of you that don't track that, uh we are moving rapidly towards uh the evening of the day. So um the longest day or the day of most sunlight happens on the, um, the summer solstice. So that's June 21st, I believe it is. I might have the dates wrong, but we start to move towards the most even day. Um, so wait, summer and winter are solstice and then um, fall and spring or something different. I might have it backwards, but in uh, later on this month, so in the next couple of weeks, September, will be the day that is most evenly placed with sunlight and uh, darkness or an absence of sunlight. And then as you move on into the winter solstice, December 21st will be the shortest day. And these pressures and these changes in temperature and atmospheric pressure a lot of time can cause illnesses and sickness if uh, you're not prepared for those changes. So, I do want to encourage people to be um, check your diet, your water intake, your activity, because as the pressure changes, your body responds in kind. And a lot of times that's what causes us to start getting ill in the fall is because, you know, our summer habits, you know, we eating picnic food and cookout food and ice cream and all these other things and, uh, you know, dairy and fatty red meats and things like that. Uh, have an impact on our body and cause swelling and things like that. And so when the pressure changes, our body responds in kind. And that's why there it's such a ripe time for sicknesses, especially with COVID going on. It's a ripe time for sicknesses because our defenses are down because of our dietary habits in the summer. And then that pressure changes and it makes our bodies environmentally more susceptible to illness and sickness. So that's something that you actually can positively impact with diet changes and changes in your activity and doing a better job of being hydrated, avoiding the type of drinks that dehydrate you and things like that. But you did not come to the Help Myself podcast for a lecture on how you should eat and how you should keep yourself healthy. But whether or not you came for that, you got it anyway. <laughs> because John Singletary loves the children. <laughs> I really do. I don't just love the children. I love all the people. I care deeply about people. I had an experience where I was sitting in a room with quite a few very well-to-do people, and I was just thinking about how much I didn't really care about what they thought of me. Um, and I don't say that in any kind of, you know, no ill intent. I guess I was just thinking about there was a time where I might have felt uncomfortable because of their lot in life and their positions and their power or whatever. But I've just gotten to a point in my life where I understand me better and I understand things better. And so I don't value those things, you know, the same way that I did. 
And um, so, you know, we're sitting in that moment and, you know, uh, I talked to them and I realized that I don't care what they think of me, but I did realize that I care about them as people as I listen to their stories. And I think that's important. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I show up here for the Help Myself podcast is because I care about people. I care about all of you that are listening. I care about your stories. I care about the things that are happening in your life. I care about the way you see yourself and the way that you relate that to the world. I understand the society and the world that we live in. And oftentimes there are so many amazing, great people that don't see themselves as that because of um, what has happened in the world, what is happening in the world and how that relates to their life and their personal story and the journey that they find themselves on. So, an opportunity to talk about some leadership stuff. Look, we're going to get in and out with this one, but this is one that I have esteemed throughout my journey as a leader and as a follower. And this is harsh, but this is something that I think is important, not only for leaders, but for the people that are directly impacted for those leaders. And basically, we are talking about punching them in the mouth. <laughs> what am I talking about? Listen, if you are a leader, circumstances, situations, and a lot of times the people that you are extremely privileged to serve in a role of leadership will punch you in the mouth. But uh, sometimes we just kind of feel like that's just an ex experiential situational, sometimes coincidental type thing. But no, it is a rite of passage. Um, and so when I talk to my troops, I say to test a leader, like a lot of times we're afraid of someone or we lay off someone because they have positional power, but they still need to, and not so much prove, but they need to stand firm on being a leader. I remember um, my best supervisor. So I was out in Las Vegas and we got a tasker to do. And when I tell you, it was a ridiculous amount of work to have to complete in such a short turnaround. It was a prog programmatic um, spreadsheet that we had to fill out and get some very important numbers for us to report to headquarters, but the turnaround was ridiculous. Like I remember one night I was in my office with like, we, we had like three or four days to do this. And this was something that probably should have been accomplished over the span of six to nine months at the shortest. And it was an actual document that should have been, um, been done over the course of a year. And here we were trying to, get all of this information and get it done over the course of a weekend. And uh, it's 10 o'clock and I'm still in my office and I'm nowhere close to it. And I just let off on my superintendent. I told him how messed up it was, how unrealistic it was. Um, you know, I, every, all of the feelings that I felt, I let them out straight. And I punched him in his mouth. Like I basically let 
them know that this right here was unsat, like not on some, I don't want to do it, but like there's not enough manpower to really complete what you're asking. And he responded and he told me that he completely agreed with me and that I was reading the situation 100% accurately. And then he gave me something that I call information power. He explained the situation and what we were trying to accomplish by gathering this information. I would benefit the program long-term and in the short term. And so at that point with the information power and understanding that this just wasn't a task that like, this was something they had thought about over and over again. And they really didn't want to come to this, but it was like, you know, they threw the hell Mary. Like, I know this is a lot, but we got to do this because this is going to pay big dividends and it could potentially save our program. After that situation, at this point, I would run through a brick wall for this man because I punched him in the face. I punched him in the mouth and he stood and he took it and he kept boxing. You know what I'm saying? Showed me that he didn't have a glass jaw and that he could stand by. And there was, there was some kind of purpose. It wasn't just do this. Cause I said, he's like, Hey, no, there's a purpose and there's a reason and it's not my preference to put you under this pressure, but we need this. I'm under pressure too. We're in this together. And that was the positive. Um, many times in my career, I have had leadership or a supervisor. Some of these people, it would be a stretch to call them any kind of leader. And that's just what it is. I stand by that. It would be a stretch. And so, for some of them, they would come at me a certain way and always respectfully. Like, I was never on just trying to get at somebody just to get at them. But I've always made the joke, I don't care if you God. If I feel like I'm writing you wrong, we're going to go to, I'm, I'm going to take it to you. We're going to war. That's just my personality type. And many of them, I punched them in the mouth. There's been repercussions. Uh, sometimes I won. You know, sometimes I lost. But anybody that knew me and worked with me, they know John Singletary ain't going to just go for whatever. It's going to be some pushback. And it's going to be well thought out. And you're going to look at it from a lot of perspectives. And he's going to put you in a position where you're going to have to choose to really think it out and explain it in a logical way uh, that makes sense, or you're going to rely on your positional power and be in a situation of just do it because I said so, and if you don't do it, this, that, or the third is going to happen, which, in my opinion, is the worst type of leadership you can ever espouse. Just do it because I said do it. Because as a leader, you should know why you exist, where you're trying to take people, and you should know why you ask them to do things. Even if you're asking them to do something because someone above you is demanding that, you should be able to communicate that in a way that's respectful to your leadership. Because one of the things that we always would espouse in the Air Force and in the military is, is that you smart you salute smartly. If there's something going on in your leadership and you disagree, 
and y'all go have a conversation and you express your disagreements with it and it comes out that we're going to just continue to do it their way. You don't come back to your people with that attitude. Well, I didn't want to do it. They want to do it. And this sucks. No, you be a leader. You stand up and you say, this is how we're going to do it. There are um, things in effect that are above all of our pay grade. But this is the task at hand. And we are a group of professionals that can handle this. So we're going to get it done for that reason. You salute smartly. Um, so punching them in the mouth. And as a leader, I've been punched in my mouth numerous times. Like getting my, when I first got promoted to a superintendent, and I now was running teams with people who I were once peers with. I got that pushback several times. Well, it's just hard to see you as the boss. Well, figure that issue out. <laughs> I almost said something else. That's how passionate I feel about it. You're going to have to figure this out because that's who I am. I am your supervisor. And I get paid to lead this team to provide guidance, training, and metrics so that we can report to the highest levels of leadership. I don't get paid to assuage your insecurities about the fact that you feel like somehow we were once peers, which is ridiculous to me because even when we wore the same rank, you were not my peer. That's just me humble bragging. I, I was that dude. Like, don't do me like that. That's why I'm sitting where I'm sitting and you're sitting where you're sitting because one of these kids in this room was doing his own thing. <laughs> but I got punched in the mouth. I got challenged. Uh, my reasoning got challenged. And I've always been willing to take a look at it, especially, listen, when I got to the point where I was a chief master sergeant in the Air Force, where I was the senior enlisted leader, and I knew that I had lots of power that I wielded. That was when I really learned to have a better understanding of being challenged and understanding that sometimes that challenge was not only good, but it was valid. And it was an opportunity for me to reconsider my ways of thinking. But I made sure that they knew that I could handle being punched in the mouth. And so my advice to my troops, many of them have called me since and they've moved on to different assignments and they're working for different leadership. And I always say, like, don't let them just terrorize you and have you feel in a certain way. Like you are professionals. You know what right is. And you know what wrong is. Stand up for what you believe in and challenge authority. Don't just let authority run roughshod. Let them know that you're willing to stand up because there are a lot of people that I've seen that utilize their leadership. And I'm thinking to myself, they're not even courageous. Like they're cowardly lying. All you got to do is punch them in the mouth. They'll back up. <laughs> All right. I'm telling a lot of stories. Let's take this and encapsulate this into a format that is usable, not only for leaders, but emerging leaders. So for my emerging leaders, do not succumb to pressure just to do things because the person that is asking has rank or positional power, uh, especially as an emerging leader, because all of us are emerging at some point. But when I say emerging leaders, I mean, you've got some time, 
you know, you've been learning some things, you are in a position where you yourself are ready to lead. And especially leaders that are leading on a level and they're dealing with their own leaders. So like if you're a senior leader, obviously you still work for somebody, but you've got to stand on what you believe on. Don't just feel like because you don't have the rank, your ideas aren't valid. Like be willing to stand up for what you believe in, for the things that your team needs from you. As a leader, you have a responsibility to take care of your team in a way. And so you've got to be willing to stand up and stand on what you believe in and stand on who you say you are. Do not allow leaders just to bully you because they can. Punch them in the mouth. See what they made out of. You're going to see one. Well, there's three options you can see. The worst option you can see is someone will retaliate based on the fact that they have the position to do it, even though it's wrong. And if that is the case, you need to find that out early. And let me tell you why. A fight that is worthy of fighting has to be fought whether you believe you can win or not. If we only take the fights because we believe we can win, there's so much that we leave on the table for our teams, for the people that are looking up to us, because they see that we're vested in external things and we're not really there for them. We're just vested in how it looks and, and the outcome. But people are not the outcome. People are people and they need you to stand up for them, whether it's right or wrong. It's so many times that I've had the courage to fight the powers that be because I realized early on in my career that my uh, reckoning did not come with whether or not I could win the fight. My decision was based on whether or not it was a fight that needed to be fought. And if it was a time where I need to stand up, even if the possibility that I would lose was greater than the possibility of winning, it up anyway because they needed to know that's who I was. They get I no matter how many times I got beat, they got tired of coming at me because they knew what I stood for and they knew that I wasn't going to stand for the foolishness that they were trying to get by on me and they stopped trying me eventually even though I took losses. The second is if you're dealing with a leader that is hiding behind rank and positional power and you punch them in the mouth, they'll back up. Which, oddly, is not the most ideal. But sometimes you need to let them know, I'm an adult, I'm an emerging leader, I'm a leader in my own right, I have an opinion, and we can respectfully disagree, but I am not going to allow you to just disrespect me because you believe you have the power to do so. And then the best case scenario is when you punch them in the mouth and they're a leader that is worth their stripes or worth their rank or worth their position, they come back to you and they give you information power and they volley and they sit down and they box with you. And when I say box, I don't mean fight. I mean box in the traditional sense of somebody that understands positioning, how to move their body, how to play defense, how to do all these things. If they come to the table and give you information power, and understanding, and y'all can come to a very beneficial understanding of why it is that they need what they need, and they're asking what they're asking, or they're leading the way that they lead. It can be a moment of understanding for you and a moment of understanding for them. 
But no matter what the situation is, always be willing when it's really something you believe in. There's a lot of stuff, man, that, that you should just let fly. And that's something that we have to learn. We have to learn where our sweet spot is, where that's concerned. You can't fight every battle because all of a sudden now you just become the person that's fighting every time and you lose a lot of leadership cachet when you do that. But there is a point where you have to be willing to do what you need to do and say what you need to say. And, uh, you know, sometimes that means somebody got to get a punched in the mouth. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Um, there are people that are counting on you to stand up. And stand for what you mean, for what is real, and for what you're trying to do. So don't be afraid. Stand up, assert yourself, and be ten toes down for what you believe. I believe in you. And I believe sometimes you got to use that tool in your toolbox that is punching them in the mouth. Listen. Thank you so much, man. It's so great to be back on the mic. Uh, I am grateful to all of you for your continued support. We have got some things in plan. I have actually been talking with a producer, and so um, there might be some opportunities for some great stuff, but what we do right here right now is something that I consider great. And I consider it great to hear LJ back there singing because his allergies have been bothering him and to hear him in a good mood, his melody to my ears. And so I'm going to go tend to my fatherly duties. I want to encourage you to stand up and stand on what you believe. And I'm going to close the way I always close. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together?